You're listening to the Born and Bread podcast. Available now on all streaming platforms. This episode is kindly sponsored by our friends at Born and Bread. They are the sellers of some of Belfast's finest gifts. You can find them either at their wee shop in Belfast City Centre or on their website, weareborninbread.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Born and Bread podcast. Today's guest is someone who Cara and I have been huge fans of for quite a while, so we're absolutely delighted to have Ryan McMullen on today's show. Ryan, thank you so much Cheers. for being with us. Thanks for um, like thanks Simone for said, we're both. <laughs> thanks for having me. I haven't done Big anything fans. in so long that I'm saying thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're genuinely so happy to have you here. Um, first time didn't work out 100% because you had to go and do a wedding. Is that right? Yeah. It was, uh, oh, can you do the, the Wednesday? I was like, yep, Wednesday sounds good. The day before, I was like, I'm at a wedding tomorrow. <laughs> I'm really bad at planning things. Uh, but listen, we're here now, which is good. I'm. Uh, I would have been gutted if this had a one out and I didn't get to be involved in it. So, happy days. Class. <laughs> well, it is called Born and Bred podcast, um. So we kind of wanted to start off with that theme about mm-hmm. your Born and Bred story, right? Where you came from, where it all sort of started for you. So take us back to Ooh, where you were born beginning. and bred. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Portaferry in County Down, um, and. It's a beautiful seaside town. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> Everybody knows your business. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of them ones. Uh, but a great place to grow up. And, uh, you know, I was there over Christmas. And it's, yeah. it's always great to go home. And I think Christmas is a great time to go home because everybody goes home at Christmas. Yeah. So you get to catch up properly. Whereas, you know, you could go in a random weekend in September and it would just be you and the bartender, you know. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Portaferry was great to grow up in and. Uh, it's kind of where I started playing music. Uh, the local bars, Fiddler's Green, and my dad, he would sing in the corner. And then whenever I wanted to play, he would sort of introduce me. And then all oh, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. I joined a band to get, like, not my dad and I, but my friends and I, we created a band and just played around the town doing all Snow Patrol songs and yeah, the Killers covers, songs. Yeah. Pretty much the entire set, because at that time it was the Killers. Snow Patrol and Kings Leon were the three biggest bands. Big ones, so it was yeah. just their just their sets that was our gig, you know. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> I kind of got bored of that because I, I don't know if everybody feels this way, but I felt like every time I went to like a house party, it was like, did you bring your guitar? And it was <laughs> like, oh. so I just kind of gave We up literally just did that to him before <laughs> he said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, and then I went, to, this is a, about face way of talking about where I'm from, but then I went to Australia to just kind of get away from it all. Yeah, came home, went. Oh, to what university. age were you at this point? That was me at 19. Okay, uh, went to Australia, came home, went to university, went to a Foy Vance gig in America, and then came home. And then he offered me a tour, and then that was kind of how music started. So it was, uh <laughs> Yeah, sort of art about face way of explaining <laughs> where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> so was it always music for you? Like, is that... No, you... sports was my thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I played hurling growing up flat out, and I played soccer when I was nine. I was scouted by Middlesbrough. Stop. No way. Yeah, but my mum wouldn't let me go. Seriously? Yeah, she was like, no. Like, that's another island. So you were decent then? Well, at nine, that was... Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. I didn't get any better after nine. Right. Like, uh, 
it's probably for the best I didn't go for that. Um, I didn't even realise Middlesbrough looked in Portaferry for players. Like how, how <laughs> random? Like how did that happen? I think because uh, we used to lose. Now there was it always kind of happened with young Portaferry boys because uh, you would have played in. I forget what the league is. I'm going to call it the Downpatrick League. Yeah. But mm-hmm. You would have played against the likes of Newcastle, Downpatrick, right, all okay, them ones. Yeah. So there would have been random scouts, but it would have just been, you know, throw as much as you can and see what sticks, you know. Yeah. I think the year <clears throat> I get asked by Middlesbrough, asked by Middlesbrough, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's like four boys in the same team get invited to like West Ham and Arsenal and stuff like that. It was just a young Right, thing, yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, and did they go? Those boys? No, nobody, nobody sort of went. went. The only one I know was a guy who could have really made it. He was unbelievable. Uh, it was West Ham he got scouted for, but the night before, because but this was when he was 16, so it was like a proper mm-hmm. trial. But the night before, him and whoever was on the trial with him just went out and got blocked <laughs> and, and didn't turn up to the you know the trial in the end. Uh, but he, he was a great footballer. Um, and then I stopped playing at like 18 because I hurt my back. Okay. Not football, uh, hurling, uh, hurt my back. And then it was like, you just couldn't keep up to the pace, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you kept trying to come back, but you could never really. And then, uh, and then sure, I started playing in the bars and drinking and mm-hmm. that became priority, you know, rehab yeah. wasn't a priority. <laughs> yeah. And then just started music again. But I've started playing hurling again for East Belfast. Oh, uh, class. Which is, it's class. Like, yeah. it happened during the pandemic. And, um, they set that up, didn't they? Like it had been only started because they didn't have anything in that community yeah. for um, like GAA and, yeah, it started and a, stuff. It started as a tweet and then it just spiraled. Uh, uh, yeah. class, but yeah. imagine like waking up, and now Dave probably didn't do this, but imagine waking up sort of hungover after a night going, I'm going to, you know, yeah. and tweeting something and then it going, blowing up. And then he's going, oh shit, I have to follow through. But it's good. And pre-season has started, which is good for the, you know, the Christmas bloat. Yeah. And how's the back now? I well, I don't have to do much. It's you know, it's a bunch of well, and for me anyway, it's <laughs> a, like my peer group is a bunch of thirty year olds that are just buzzing to be hitting right, the ball about. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but no, I, 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 sports was always my thing growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still kind of is, uh, and until I start like touring again and writing songs again, I can't really say I'm a musician right now. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. So whenever you're a kid, then in school, like. You know, if someone asked you, what did you want to be? What would, what would you have said? Oh, yeah, like a hurley player. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my dream was always to play in Croke Park. And I got to, but it was as a musician. <laughs> so it's kind of like a bittersweet. It's yeah. like, I'm playing here. Yeah. But, and it was, oh, it was a horrible. It was an amazing experience, but a horrible experience. Because I'd played Custom House Square for the first time the night before. Mm. But I just flew... Okay, I changed. Okay, so I was on tour with Snow Patrol. That we were in Australia. John McDade had had neck surgery, so I was playing piano for Snow Patrol. Mm-hmm. So the night, say it was a Thursday night, uh, we were playing the Grand Opera House in Sydney. Yeah. The Friday, I was back home in Belfast to do a rehearsal. The gig was the Saturday. The Sunday was Croke Park, and then the Monday I flew and did a gig in China. Cheaper, so I can't really that gig I can't remember, but <clears throat> the Crooke Park one I was so buzzing the night before because it was like a headline customized square, mm-hmm. and I uh, just celebrated after pretty hard. And yeah, then imagine, the day yeah. after it was an early rise, and then on the way down to Crooke Park I was like, "Does anybody have my guitar?" Like, <laughs> well, no, you should probably have that, Ryan. <laughs> I don't have the guitar, <laughs> so 
we're driving down and I've just texted everybody I know from Dublin being like, Can you have you a guitar? Can I borrow it? And Danny from the Coronas, he <clears throat> he actually sent one in a taxi to Crook Park for me. Um and as we were doing the sound check, the weather was fine. And as soon as half time came and I had to go on, it was lashing. <laughs> of course. And I went to play the guitar and the battery died because it got wet. Oh my word. And then they had to run out with this microphone and pointed it at it and just like no. hit the guitar. <laughs> and I was just like, This was not what I envisaged yeah. <laughs> my experience at Croke Park, Park was yeah. ever gonna be, but it was I could still pretty cool, but yeah, I just wish I had got to play sports in it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you started playing you were playing music from a very young age then, mm. picked up guitar and piano. Were they here too? Piano came quite late. I mean, guitar came quite late too. Um, my dad was always playing in the house and then I think I picked it up at like 14, but I think from his words, I picked it up pretty quick. So mm-hmm. it was just one of them things. And then a friend, the, the guys that became part of the band, it was like we were sitting probably playing FIFA or something like that. And <laughs> one of us was playing the guitar. And then I was like, oh, I play guitar too. And then another friend was like, I play drums. And then we just looked at a friend, uh, the last friend and went, do you want to learn bass? And, like, yeah. and that was kind of the, the beginning of the band stuff. Um, what was this band? <coughs> Did it have a name? Yeah, it was called Purple Road. And okay. uh, we were massive in Portaferry. Yeah. <laughs> class. But uh, nowhere else near us. But, okay, it was really good crack, but it was just, we used to drink so much and I was just, literally, it was just a bit of crack, but... Uh, piano didn't come till about six years ago where we were renting a house wow. in Carrie Duff and yeah. it just had a piano in it. Mm-hmm. So I just started playing it because it was there. Uh, and then when you're playing it, you sort of write on it and then you have to sort of do that on the stage. Yeah. So for about a year, I completely fooled people to believe in that I could play a <laughs> piano. So you were self-taught with when it came to piano? Yeah. Well, yeah. same with guitar. Same I, guitar. I, yeah. I'd, I'd hate to be my music teacher mm. I'm just so impatient you know it's mm. like they'd be teaching me the theory that will help me at the start or at the end but I was too busy just learning songs yeah so, just hearing it and just yeah, playing my ear along so yeah I'd, I'd hate to have, I'd actually have hated to be a teacher for me in period I was just a terrible student yeah. <laughs> where did you go to school uh down Patrick okay. <clears throat> uh St. Pat's in down Patrick mm-hmm. and it was great too but like 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 even we had a chemistry teacher, uh, Mr. Corrigan, and it was just that kind of thing of if you sit in the back corner and don't do anybody else, like don't do homework for other classes, I won't involve you in the class. And I was like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's just what you want. He's just sleeping yeah. the headphones 100%. and just sat there grooving to whatever yeah. chemistry he was talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So then in terms of like, like when did it really start for you then? You know, it was Ryan McMullen. Can, is there a point in, in your life where you're like, this is when it started to get serious? Yeah, I think, so I did civil engineering at university, uh, but you you know the way you do like a a year of placement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mine was in, <clears throat> mine was in Washington, D.C. And nice. <laughs> uh, there was a load of us actually went, there was six or eight of us uh, went over, but a lot of them fellas were more into like, dance music and stuff like that so we mm-hmm. went to like a cream fields and stuff like that oh know? yeah okay but <laughs> i saw that foy was playing and i was like i've went to all your gigs we're going to this gig yeah yeah, yeah. um and they all love foy now you know that gig it was an unbelievable gig mm-hmm. but foy uh his dressing room was basically a tiny wee room and a toilet so he i just recognized lee who's uh 
you know, Lee. Nobody <laughs> Lee. else will nobody Lee. else know Lee, but Lee was Lee Lee Mitchell was there and he uh I just went over and handed him a whiskey to be like, Here that's for Foy, uh, from home. <laughs> and he was like, Where are you from? Stick around after and then we get chatting. And then Foy asked me to sing a song and uh I sang Fast Car and he got pretty bored because he was like, No, sing me one of yours. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't really have anything. And then he went, right, well, then just put the guitar down because if you've nothing to say, I don't want to hear it. And I was just like, but in like a kind way. Yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that kind of, you know, sat with me. I was like, oh, I just met like one of my heroes. And he asked me what I have to say and I had nothing to say. So yeah. at that point I came home and thought I'm going to make an EP. I don't know how to do it. I don't really know <laughs> how to write, but we'll just try it and see. Mm-hmm. And writing wasn't something that had ever kind of crossed your mind before with that band with purple road we'd written a few things but when there's four people doing it it's a bit less pressure and also we weren't really writing about anything meaningful yeah Uh, yeah. it was just what did they write okay let's write that again yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and then did this ep and did a sort of ep launch through uh, it was this festival thing called belnash which is like Belfast, Nashville, or sister cities. Mm. So they send Nashville singers over and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I did this gig and it sold out. And then I found out that Foy was there. <clears throat> and then he invited me to go to his house in Aberfeldy and write a song. And then we wrote Oh Susanna. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of it. He mm-hmm. was like, you're coming on tour with me. And I was like, okay. Brilliant. And then <laughs> I was on tour with him. And then Ed came to the show. And then Ed went, you're coming on tour with me. And then all of a sudden I was like, Holy crap. Uh, yeah, before you know it, yeah. then you're on tour with Ed, yeah. And then it was just like, all right, let's just do this, see how long it lasts, because it won't last forever. And then you've always got civil engineering to go back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just kept going. So <laughs> I'd hate to be a civil, I'd hate somebody to book me now as a civil engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be better as an audio engineer. <laughs> it's brilliant. But, yeah. So you got that degree finished out, but then you were just like, well, I'm away here. and Yeah, like I didn't even go to the... The ceremony because I was yeah, on tour. tour. Where, so did, I, where did you go to uni? Uh, Jordanstown. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine like starting that degree and then like where you ended up going in yeah. the middle of it. That's. But it's there's loads of people, not even just in the music business, but like, like I have a friend who did social studies as a degree and he's now an accountant. It's kind of like yeah. that. No one actually uses no one their degrees yeah, yeah. Yeah. at that point. I just went to uni for the crack, to yeah. be honest, like completely. Just, <laughs> I just didn't want to miss out in the crack. Yeah. That was pretty much it. I felt like in that period of my life, it's like you have to just go and do it meet people and whatever and it just gave me an excuse to live in England to be honest yeah, <laughs> yeah and pursue a dream of well of being a footballer it like, was just a means to an end yeah, at that so. point where did you go I went to Edge Hill Uni just outside Liverpool oh right okay signed for Everton and then yeah. it was kind of like that helped me live there right because it wasn't pro right so then obviously played for Everton and kind of did university in the background sort what of thing what did you study uh coaching all right like, well just at least the sports. it was, it was yeah, yeah. somewhat relevant like yeah. but I mean, I don't really use it now. I mean, I'm technically still studying. I'm doing a PhD. Right. Don't ask me oh, why. Honestly. Here we are, 10 years no, down the line. <laughs> I'm still going. It's been about five years, but it's just one of them things. Like, I just yeah. literally, I didn't plan on going to uni to study, like, and get a degree to have a job. It was like, right. I want to be a footballer and this helps me live in England. So yeah. it's kind of like you just do it that way, you know, yeah. but... Whatever it takes. Well, yeah, that's it, pretty much. So. And did people know at the time, like at uni, like what you were doing and, you know, that you're going off and touring with like Foy Vance and Ed Sheeran or was that? Just that close group of fellas that <clears throat> went to um, America. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, like every weekend I was playing like 10 or 12 
cover gigs. You yeah, know, just you do three on a Thursday, three on a Friday, four on a Saturday, and then two on a Sunday, and then Monday. I just wouldn't go in. And yeah. to be fair to them fellas, they used to like do my notes for me. <laughs> so they would hand it to me. And then whenever it came to studying, because Mondays was just a complete write off. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Monday was like a nine to five. You no, know, a uni is like two hours here. Oh, four hours. yeah. It's a break. Monday, like, Monday was like nine to five. Oh, kind back of day. To back. <laughs> and I yeah. never went in because I was just wrecked. Um, So then boys got me my degree pretty much. Yeah. I, I went in and I sat it like, but yeah, they, they done all the. I, I was beat. Unreal, yeah. <laughs> class. So, like, whenever you went to then write that song with Foy, like, what's that process like, writing a song? At the minute, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) I'm at this point where it's like, okay, like, you've been off for a bit and it's time Mm -hmm. to start writing because I'd like to, you know, I'm going to release an album this year, but I'd like to have another one ready to at least, if I don't release the first single of it by the end of the year, I'd like it to be next year. Mm -hmm. And now that I've said that out loud... I have to hold myself accountable. <laughs> we but can cut that out if you yeah. want. If it doesn't yeah. happen, yeah. No, in a, in a year I'll be like, here, can you just edit that <laughs> edit and then yeah. upload it? So, uh, I, it's, a, it's still a mystery to me, and I think that's kind of why I, I find it so like, like I'm so drawn to it because it's kind of like a magic trick. You're like, wow, and then you figure out how it's done. And you're like, oh, I don't really care about that anymore because I know how it's done. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my perception of songwriting it's I have no idea how it's done but I'm fascinated by it Mm -hmm. but with that time I I think at the time I was just in awe that I was you know in Foy's house with him because I yeah before I knew him I mean I'm still such a huge fan but before I knew him as a huge fan so it was kind of like really starstruck yeah also what am I bringing to the table here (laughs) to this guy who's like an incredible songwriter and me who's written five songs at this point um And then he, I remember we had a few drinks and he was like, oh, I have a new song coming out, do you want to hear it? And I was like, yeah. And he played She Burns, just him and an oh acoustic. Unreal, this was yeah. like two years or at least 18 months before it came out. And I was just like, oh, cool. Like, I just didn't get it. You know? Yeah. And then I was like, can you play, uh, what was the song? Starry, Starry Night. I don't even know. I was just clearly drunk and drunk. wanting him to play yeah. that song and nervous. <laughs> I was like, he just played you the full She Burns and you just wanted him to sing Something else. Vincent, you know. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of mad. But it was such an important sort of moment because that's whenever he went, what do you want to do? Do you want to do this? Because <clears throat> if you do want to do it, let's get you a manager. Let's get, you, let's get the ball rolling. I mm-hmm. can take you on a tour. Do you want to do this? I was like, yeah. But my degree doesn't finish till September because I postponed it, you know, the... The dissertation. Yeah. I want to say I postponed it for like good things, but I just wasn't ready to hand it in. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> he I needed an extension, yeah. Um, so I got that done and then he took me on tour in October, November. And then Ed took me on tour the following March. So, yeah. But in regards to songwriting, I have no idea and I really need to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to figure it out again to, you know, keep this train rolling because if I don't, uh, maybe do a master's and yeah. <laughs> finance and do a civil engineer again. That is it. Like, master's is just kind of postpone reality for a little while yeah. where, like, I don't know what I want to yeah. do next, so I'll just, yeah. I'll do a master's and yeah. keep I mean, this student life going. Yeah. Nothing wrong with doing a master's. I <laughs> mean, no, there's not. But in my head right now, it, it would be that kind of, like, oh, okay, you're pursuing... No, I'm just wasting time until yeah. I figure something else out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we were talking about before, when it comes to songwriting, like, how... You know, it can't be a, 
it surely it can't be something that's just forced. But at the end of the day, you still have a deadline, obviously, to yeah. meet. And then, you know, how does how does that work of like they want you to release an album by X time mm. and you're like, well, I'm not ready yet because I don't have anything and I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm not inspired yeah. to like, you know, I don't want to just. It's that kind of thing of you, you do set your own deadlines, mm -hmm. but that can also be a problem because yeah. you can just keep pushing it. Yeah. But <clears throat> in terms of the creative thing, for me, absolutely. It's like. Like for the album, I hadn't written a song in over a year. And then I wrote seven songs in like four days. Yeah. And like six of them made the album, you know, it was that oh, kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like with the creative thing, you just have to be ready and prepared for when it does hit, I think. This is just my experience. Mm -hmm. There's definitely other people yeah. out there who would have it different. But the way I see it is in sort of similar terms of like you do drills so that when it comes to the match, it's sort of you're you're prepared. Yeah. So being, even if you're not being really creative, if you're still doing it, it's just like a drill. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just drilling it in yeah. so that you know how to do the next part and whatever. Uh, which is kind of where I'm at at the minute. I'm in the drills sort of mm -hmm. stage. I've just, I, I've just got a studio uh, built in my garden and I'm buzzing about it. Class, <laughs> yeah. But it's finished and I don't really have any more excuses of like, oh, I'll start once the studio's finished. Yeah. It's finished, yeah. so I have to start. So it's that thing of like setting up the mics and just making sure that I know how everything runs so that whenever, hopefully today, whenever I go home, it, it strikes. Be inspired and it's by like, the oh, podcast. Oh yeah, no, I know exactly mm -hmm. how this works. But yeah, that's the creative process is still such a mystery. Yeah. But again, I think that's why I'm fascinated by the whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it's something that like, <coughs> like, do you think it's something everybody can do and has in them or is yeah. it, yeah. I think it's being being confident enough to just go for it and also being vulnerable enough to let it happen. Because mm. uh, <clears throat> I know some people that are pretty decent singers but couldn't sing in front of people, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like that's you're afraid to be you're afraid to be vulnerable because, yeah. you know, especially where we're from, it's very easy for people to go get back in your box. You yeah. Know? Well. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I think the vulnerability is just as tough as the confidence. Yeah, I think it's the same as us when we play. Yeah, like you know, going out in front of people. Yeah, and people are just you know they can just ridicule you if, mm -hmm. if you don't do anything right. It's probably exactly the same for you, and especially like what was it like when you went from like tiny crowds and then you're on tour with these superstars? Oh. Like, what's that like? <clears throat> it was just I don't even know how to describe it because <clears throat> I played in New York to forty people. And I think that was like a Monday or no, no, it was sorry, it was a Friday. But then <laughs> I flew to Italy and on the Monday played to 18,000 people. And the 40 people gig was much harder because you can see all the faces. Yes, yeah. Whereas on a big stage like that, you can barely see the end of the stage. And if yeah. you're lucky, you'll see the first row. And yeah, it was just kind of, it was the first time I'd used in ear monitors. So mm -hmm. normally I would just have a monitor. Oh, um, and I'd never done that before. Uh -huh. And then the first night, I absolutely nailed it. I was like, oh, this is easy. Second <laughs> night, fucking horrendous. Really? Like, bombed, couldn't, like, missed all my cues and stuff. It was really bad. Um, <clears throat> but everything about it was just mental because, like, even we would go and do merch afterwards. And I can remember the gig in Glasgow where they were going to charge us, like, 20% of what we made, which is just a thing at the minute that venues are doing. Mm -hmm don't really understand it but it is what it is and 
my manager just went, if we just pull the van outside and sell out there, <laughs> do we still have to pay you? And the guy, fair play, went, no. Class. So we pulled the van up. <clears throat> I just remember this queue of like 400 people and just standing there. And it was, I mean, it's Glasgow, it's always freezing. Yeah. I've never been there, even in the summer, I've never been there and thought, oh, warm. Warm here. Um, stand there freezing and shaking people's hands, taking photos, signing things. And that was that was where the work was on that tour because mm-hmm. the gig was 25 minutes, you know. Yeah. There's no time. Mm-hmm. But you'd stand for two hours after the gig doing this kind of stuff. And that's mm-hmm. it. Once you start doing it once, Oof. you've got to do it for everyone. But All that right. was kind of how we made money on the tour, you know, yeah. like to, to do the tour because doing something like that, I think people maybe think you get paid loads of money, but you, you don't. Mm-hmm. You have to really like do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then it costs so much money to, to actually do the traveling and stuff. Yeah. So every night it was a necessity to go and sell that sort of mm-hmm. merch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just different. And then there was one time Ed shared a video of me and I didn't have notifications turned off on my phone at that point because I didn't need to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't turn my phone on for three days because of the notifications. There was like 400,000 notifications. Like it wouldn't. Ah. Oh, I can't even it imagine. Just wouldn't yeah. stop. I couldn't even turn the phone off at one point because yeah. it wouldn't let me do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stuff was mental. Wow. Uh, but just class too. Like whenever I look back on it now, it's oh, God, like, yeah, yeah. That's I literally got to do the dream on my second tour. Yeah, <laughs> ever. It just went from zero to hundred for you then, very fast, quickly. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then that was kind of all I knew for like five years. It was just tour, 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 tour. Yeah. And then you and know, then COVID, COVID happened, and it, mm-hmm. you get home and you're left with your thoughts, and you sober up, and yeah, you're kind of like, what the fuck have I done for five years? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> how do I do that again? Can I do that again? Yeah, yeah, mad. And at that point, did you sort of think like, is this gonna be as big whenever I go back? Was there like a bit of a fear of like this could, I could just be forgotten about kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I, well, the whole the whole industry changed. Like, I mean, whenever you could do online gigs, everything kind of changed. And you know, whenever we were coming back, it was that thing of what size of venues do we do here? Mm-hmm. But the tour coming back was a huge success. Like, we called it the Margarita Tour. Because we drank margaritas every day. Yeah. It was like, yeah, look at us. We're back on tour. Let's celebrate with margaritas every day. Whew, a lot of drink. But uh, <laughs> that tour was a huge success. Like two nights at the waterfront. I never thought I'd ever get to do something Stuff that big. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that was kind of the sort of reintroduction. So I think everybody was excited. Mm-hmm. And then we're kind of at a point now where everybody's touring at the same time. And it's like... You can't even get a venue in certain cities wow. because yeah. everybody's playing. Eight and a big, bigger artists are doing smaller venues just to tour, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of still in a fluctuation mode and I'm kind of looking forward to whenever it settles again, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, there's nothing worse than booking a room and realising that you're on on the same night as like Taylor Swift and <laughs> yeah. Shawn Mendes and <laughs> like somebody, like three massive artists yeah. and you're going... Oh, I've only sold this amount of t- why? Oh, right, yeah, because everybody's way to the bigger shows. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to go back again now to see where the land lies. Yeah. And then because I've taken time off, it's that thing of like, mm-hmm. does anybody give a shit? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where the songwriting comes in. It's yeah. like, oh, it's all it's all relevant, I guess. Yeah. And, and are you excited to get back out there? Yeah, I think I'll be more excited once music starts coming because mm-hmm. the thought of touring I mean I've still got the album to tour I'm excited to do that yeah but, you know you kind of always have to think 
two steps ahead mm -hmm. and it's all well and good to tour this album but if you've nothing to follow it up with it's kind of like doing a sprint yeah you're, you're done and yeah then what do you do so i am excited but <clears throat> it's touring's tough like, yeah i bet yeah I did a tour last April. <clears throat> Sorry, that coffee has me wired. <laughs> I did a tour last April and it was eight weeks long. And the people I was on tour with a band called Larkin Poe, they're unbelievable. They're class. They were nothing but nice. Mm -hmm. Accommodating in every way possible. But eight weeks is far too long. It's a long time, yeah. Matt. Yeah. And then, you know... I like to tour and not drink, but as soon as I start drinking, I'm afraid to stop. Yeah. Because I have it in my head that, oh, if you stop, your body will think that you're going to, you know, you've stopped, therefore you can afford to get sick. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't even understand the logic in this, but that was something <laughs> yeah. that just get into my head of like, just keep drinking, just ride it out. And, you know, whenever you try and get as far as you can, but whenever it's like week two and you're already... Drinking like a bottle yeah. of wine a day, oh, you're wow, kind of like, yeah. oh, fuck, I've six, six <laughs> more weeks of this. So, but to, I mean, it turn is amazing, but it's much better in smaller doses. So, yeah, I'm going to try and make it where it's like three weeks maximum. But that's kind of the sweet spot. Three weeks is kind of nice. You can mm -hmm. enjoy it and not lose your mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it is such a strange way of living, like eating on like. The only time you really stop to eat food is whenever you stop to get fuel. Fuel. You know, You're like living out of a car. Man, Germany is the worst place for, <laughs> you know, like food out of like a garage. Yeah. yeah. It's just stale bread and cheese. <laughs> like, there's nothing or else like a salad that you're looking at going, no. Nah. So <laughs> we ended up. up just doing loads and loads of McDonald's, which doesn't no. really Oh, help that doesn't either. help. No, yeah. goodness me. And then we were going to start like a, an Instagram page called uh, Rating Ronald. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if we did, I'm telling you now, Spain wins, hands down. I don't know why. Really? Man, it was. What's so I, different about it? I have it? no idea. The lettuce was fresh. That was a start. Oh, right, The okay. meat was like meat. Like proper meat? Yeah, like real meat. <laughs> oh, wow. And like the, the burger buns, like. Fresh. Did it yeah. just feel healthier or something? It just felt like you're eating like a substantial meal. You know, if you eat McDonald's, like forty minutes later, you're hungry. You know. Yeah. Uh, this felt like a substantial meal, and then we. Were I'm like, glad that's not just me. I thought it was like I'm a real starvo here. Like whenever I eat a McDonald's, I'm like I'm not even full. Yeah. Mm. But that's okay. It's not. No, no, it's, it's not definitely just me. a thing. It's full you of air. Eat McDonald's. That's an exclusive right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just have to look at, I suppose you do, like, but do you, do you ever get told off for, like, you're, like, eating and stuff? Yeah, we get, like, monitored, but it's it's just more self-accountability yeah. to just kind of be, like, so, like, the other day, I got fat testing. Well, maybe not the correct terminology. <laughs> yeah, like, body composition. Body composition. Um, and then it's just, like, polite conversations, you know, if you're above or yeah. wherever, and it's kind of like, right. Cut out the McDonald's if that's yeah, what you're right. at. or the Guinness or you yeah. know whatever oh. it is. But um, okay, it's just just trying to be accountable because obviously it's a performance based yeah yeah industry. You know, I suppose in some ways the same as you, like constantly having to perform. Mm. You know, there's no let up. You know, I don't have accountability though. I'd but love that's, that's I'd love the accountability. Yeah. yeah, maybe don't drink tonight. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's the industry you're in. That's just yeah. the done thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'd love to, like, that whole body thing of, like, I don't know, just when somebody says it out loud, you kind of go, oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> you're right. Because uh, I love, like, going to the gym and exercise and all mm -hmm. that, but 
At the same time, like I went to the gym yesterday, had a great day, went for a run, had a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half one this morning, bag of Watsits watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, what's what's the point? It's the best of both worlds there yeah. though, isn't it? But then I suppose like when you're on tour for such a long period of time, routines up the wall. Yeah. Oh, it's horrendous, yeah. yeah. And then whenever you do different time zones, yeah. and your oh, body goodness, doesn't yeah. know if it's breakfast, lunch or dinner. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really tough actually, but fair play to the people that do it well. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Hopefully one day I'll... I did one tour successfully that I thought, like I didn't drink the whole tour because I was on tour with, uh, so it was my headline run, but I was with, you know, Ro from Derry? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Her and Connor Scott. So they came to open up, but both of them, Connor couldn't drive at the time and he was also too young to drive. Like, the way insurance is, you have to be over 25. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Ro was 19. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well this is my tour, but I feel like I'm the dad driving everybody around. <laughs> it's me. But it sort of made sure that I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I came off that tour going, God, I could have done two more weeks. Like, felt really healthy. <laughs> and ran two marathons. Yeah, yeah, I was like feeling really good. And then the next tour was the bloody margarita tour, so. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and that's, the pro- there's a pro and a con with like a tour bus. Tour buses are unreal, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do anything. Yeah. So it's just like, well, I may as well drink because my bed is there, you know. Uh, everything's just within yeah. two steps, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was too easy. And like now that you're getting like you've got East Belfast GA and stuff yeah. like you're starting to bring sports back. So then whenever you're yeah. gonna have to go away from that again, that's probably gonna be hard because like sports was such a big part of your life, and then yeah, it just went to nothing. Yeah, it, the good thing about that sort of like playing for East Belfast is like I they can kind of hold me accountable because if I come back and I'm a mess, mm-hmm. they'll just drop me. You know, yeah, and I I can't deal with that. Like, yeah. I'm quite competitive, so the thought of being dropped would be enough to spur me on to keep uh, exercising. To keep going, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a preseason now, so loads of running, loads of sprinting, and <laughs> just Christmas was just smoking and drinking. You know, yeah. for, for December, you know, uh, first of December's Christmas, and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll go for a pint, <laughs> smoking, smoking, smoking. First training back, I was just like. Huh. <laughs> Dying. Um, yeah. When you do dying. go back home for Christmas, is it still just the same? Like nothing's changed, kind of in Port of Ferry, seeing people. Pretty same, much, yeah. yeah. Although it's starting, they're starting to do a bit of work on the town, which is class, because uh, it is such a beautiful place, and you know, I've it, never been, you know, right? Like, there, I mean, you've never been to the Explorers. No, I actually don't no. know what it was. I'm shocked, <laughs> and I know Macrofelt, where I'm from, right? Belfast. And where the airport is, yeah. pretty much like that's a, kind of my radius when I come yeah. home. So whenever you're like Port of Ferry, I'm like, oh, where's that? Like, I have no idea. It's near Belfast. It's about uh, an hour away, but oh, right, I always so tell really. people it's basically if you look at the map of Ireland, if you mm-hmm. look northeast, you'll see a penis. Port of Ferry's, <laughs> Port of Ferry's on the tip. The tip. Oh right, okay. <laughs> you'll never forget it. Now. Oh, I must go sometime. <laughs> Take a re-road trip up the Port of Ferry. So where we are, like no? where my house is, yeah. that's like the bottom of the penis. And then you drive down the <laughs> oh, tip so you of Port of Ferry. Yeah, like you drive down the peninsula. Oh, okay. Down the bottom of the Port of Ferry. Oh. Yeah. I thought that everybody went there for like the Explorers. Yeah, What's that was, the Explorers? That was a school Ukraine. trip. Like, like was every P4 school. school yeah. trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think we would have ventured that far. <laughs> we came to W5, is that what it's called? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a big day out for the Macrofelt ones. Uh, we, yeah, we didn't get out much. Like, no. I'm surprised I made it out. <laughs> I can remember, we. Uh, this is just completely off topic, but we were playing a hurling match against a 
team from Belfast called Rossa. Mm-hmm. And Portaferry is obviously rural. And in the middle of the match, he went, holy fuck, there's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> He'd never seen a real life cow, you know. Oh, shit. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, oh here. Goodness. That's so funny. But like Northern Ireland is a real thing about that. Like anyone who's not from Belfast is a culture. Mm-hmm. Like my whole life I was a culture and I'm not really from the country. Not really. They are, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, See, that's because she's all from up here. <laughs> but like, everyone was the no, same. No, but like, you lived in, in the town. Yeah, so not the yeah, country. So like, I had signal and all. Like, signal. You know? Like, I lived in a field. Yeah, well, friggin' hell, where you lived. <laughs> Ask her where she's from. Where are you from? Oh, so, <laughs> like, Dramara originally. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then we moved out to, like, Hillsborough. And then now we're living in Art. So. Oh, just, that was a lot smoother. Yeah, we haven't then. really stayed anywhere for, like, longer than 10 years. Right? Yeah, so we moved about a bit. We used to go to Ards for the cinema because we weren't allowed to go to Belfast because it was too far. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> Freak's sake. <clears throat> we didn't even have a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go there and it was there was a KFC and a McDonald's and we used to go get a McDonald's to watch the movie and then come out and get a KFC, KFC for the drive home. Oh, lovely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Goodness me. Yeah. Goodness me. <laughs> oh, so in terms of touring then, do you... Do you prefer being this like the support, or do you prefer being like your own tour? I think it's it's kind of a bit of it depends what you're after. <clears throat> support tours on the big tours is class. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, it's actually class in general because you play for twenty minutes, but you don't like. It, it's kind of hard because nobody's there for you. Yeah. So like I figured that out on that Larkin Poe tour, you know that because uh, I hadn't done a support tour in so long. I kind of realized, oh, nobody knows my songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then I was like, no, but I'm going to ram it down the throats, you mm-hmm. know, they're going to yeah, love me by the end of this. Yeah. And it wasn't sticking. And then it was only the last three shows where I started playing like a cover. Uh-huh. And then people got way more into me because at least I played a Something song that you knew. Yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot that you sort of should do that. <laughs> but there's nothing beats, you know, playing your own songs and people singing it back. Yeah, so, I bet. Like yeah. the headline shows are always much better, but there's just more responsibility with them, yeah. which is a good thing. It's a great thing, but, you know, a support a supporter on an arena tour is class because you've nothing to lose and sort of everything to gain. To gain, yeah. But on the smaller sort of gigs, it's tough. Like, yeah. I, I'd hate to go back to that. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like pressure before a gig? No, no. like, it's just singing songs. Like, yeah. That was the first gig, sorry, excuse me. Uh, the first gig I had done, it was supporting... Boy, it was in Nashville, and I was about to go on. He was like, "You nervous?" And I was like, oh, "We bet I've never sort of done this." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, just remember, it's not brain surgery. You're just <laughs> singing songs, and if you make a mistake, just do something else that'll make people forget about the mistake." And I was like, "You just simplified this. Yeah. Like it just Aye. completely fixed my yeah. head. Like mm-hmm. just made it right." Mm-hmm. So I went out and did the gig, and since then I've never been nervous or stuff like that because it, it is just singing songs and. You know, if people don't want to come back to the show, that's on me. And that's sort of what, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's kind of like performance-based in a sense of Aye. like, if you don't put it in, you'll not get it out. So, but performing to me is just my favourite thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Although lately it's kind of been a bit different, but <clears throat> the majority of the time, like, you don't think about your bills or like the fights that you were just having. get away from it, yeah. You just have to completely zone in. Kind of like, 
exactly. the gym, yeah. playing sports, it's it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You just have to focus, and that kind of just changes your entire mood. Yeah, like you can go on stage feeling like crap and come out in the same way of exercise. You come yeah, out you and you're just like, buzzed. what was I even annoyed about? Uh, yeah. Oh, I totally know what you mean. Like the amount of times I've gone in the game and there's like 101 things going on in my life. You just switch off and you just focus, give yeah. me the ball, yeah. score a goal, and then you're fine yeah. after. Yeah. Like it's probably exactly the same for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah just completely different <clears throat> perspective. You come off going, but that's not a problem. That's solvable. Here you yeah. go, like that's done. Mm-hmm. Whereas before you're like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> They are quite similar in a lot of ways, like when you think. Like, yeah. So for us, we went from like 40 people watching us mm-hmm. and then we sold out Windsor Park. Yeah. yeah. And it's like overnight we just had to kind of like sort of deal with that. Yeah. And then like everything else that kind of just comes with it, like you're on TV and like no one teaches you yeah. how to prepare for that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just like, okay, like people sort of know who you are now sort of thing. Yeah. How did you cope with that? I hate all of that. Like, yeah. I like to just not like it's really nice that people recognize me and it, it it's cool for yeah. whenever it's nice but like there's other times where you're just like like you could just be in really bad form yeah. mm-hmm. for for something small it doesn't even matter what it could be or you could just be just having a bad day mm-hmm. and then somebody talks to you and you have to pretend that you're yeah. totally fine everything's yeah. good and oh it's a pleasure to meet you or in your head you're going fuck off like, yeah. <laughs> you just can't be bothered I yeah, know that sounds terrible but there's, you just, just get days you like could that, just you know? sing that to them because uh, yeah. oh that's one <laughs> of your songs yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's that that and social media they're two things that I, I hate yeah. so much like I hate social. I don't I just want to like perform and write so, like yeah. when did this all become in that you have it's to be an influencer and you have to do this yeah. you have to why I don't want to influence people I just want to sing songs yeah it's just the way the world's going now that yeah. everything's, everything's like, hybrid. Yeah. yeah. And everything like people live their lives through Instagram and what it looks like and have you this is just random, but do you know have you been following this guy? His name's Paul Breach. No. Oh I've heard it. I think I've heard of him on uh, TikTok. He's a TikTok guy. Yes. I am obsessed with just how mental it is. It's I can't absolutely I can't mental. take my head out of it. I'm just like this guy had like hundreds of thousands of followers. And it's just weird, like very weird, like strange yeah. and like a wee bit groomy, you know. Oh, like, I. It's all mental, but I just went down a rabbit hole just watching <laughs> him doing these weird dances and then just like <laughs> having a spasm in the middle of it. And you're just yeah. like, what are you? Like, no. yeah, TikTok's a very weird place. It'll take yeah. you like anywhere. Yeah, and then you spend like four seconds on him, and then that's your feed. It's now just him. Well, that's he it because it picks up, up, doesn't yeah. it? I no, I think. My TikTok, the yeah. algorithm is like on him a little bit at the minute. Yeah. I'm not on it. And no, here. I'm resisting really hard because I know Once I will you get just in, not stop. Yeah. That's it. See, yeah. like at night before I go to bed, I'll go on TikTok and then like two hours later, you'll still be on. And I'm yeah. like, this Where is so go? bad. Exactly. Yeah. It's so bad for you. Yeah. <clears throat> it's class though in certain ways, like the amount of amazing singers that you find. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> sorry, I guess they use that as their platform, but. I would hate to be somebody who was famous for nothing. Yeah, like that guy. That guy. Yes, like him. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that would just be. Yeah. Imagine having to deal with that all day, but not actually have like and a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Um, there's so many people now that seek that though. Yeah. Like they just want to be famous for the sake of being famous. Jesus, do it for five minutes, you'll run. I know. Honestly, <laughs> like you know, like there are pros and cons to it. So like for us in our game, social media has <clears> been amazing because yeah we didn't have the platform so we mm. use that as our platform so there are pros and cons but yeah. like you say it's like it's kind of turning into like you have to use it you have to yeah 
do this and do that and have to post about the games. It's like, well, I just want to kind of play football or yeah. I just want to do this and I want to do that. So Yeah, we would go into like meetings and their main, like their main concern was, how's your socials? Not like, anything else, have yeah. you any new songs to play? Didn't care about what the work was, just wanted to know what your socials was like. And you're like, that's surely the wrong way to look at this. You're a music business. Yeah. Why are you talking about socials? Well, that's just the way it is. Oh, it is, yeah. <clears throat> but you kind of go, right, but I know people with like 10 million views on like one of their videos that they're singing. Mm -hmm. But they didn't make any money off it. They don't have any prospects. But they've got a 10 million view video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? So like, what's the point? You uh, could literally go and sing songs in the bar and make more money than you did with them. No. You know, it's just, I don't know. I know, I and I'm sure you probably <laughs> wanted to like fight it and try and be different and try and, you yeah. know, be like, I don't have to do it this way, but... You just have to bow down to you it eventually to it and now, just yeah. succumb to but, the reality. Yeah, I kind of like the people that do it right, you know, like, no, I'm a musician, I'm not here to tell you what I ate for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a video of me singing. Yeah. There you go. Uh, this is what I do. This is I'll, what I'm here to do. Yeah. 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 No. I'll be have to engage. No, I don't. <laughs> Come to the gig, we'll engage all you want. Yeah, but, exactly. Right. That yeah. There's a time and a place for it, not on Instagram or yeah, wherever. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I'll stop ranting on it because I... That you'd be here all day. I'd be here all day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I'm so bad at it too. Maybe that's why I hate it, because I'm shit at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are constantly telling you to do it, and you're yeah. like, well, I don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Just update people. Why? Mm. Yeah. Like, I'd hate to know what you were doing every day, all day. Like, yeah. I'd just be like, okay, well, now I have nothing to really talk to you about. No, <laughs> this is it when you actually like, meet yeah. up again. Uh, no. But uh, it's just the way of the world now, yeah. like, isn't it? So, um, I suppose we could probably close up. Um, so um, a thing that we're, we're doing with like all of our guests is sort of asking them like and this can be as serious or as lighthearted as you want but like if you were to say something to yourself when you were a kid that you wish you knew then what would it be? Oh. <laughs> I don't really know I kind of hate the idea of living with like regret but just maybe stick at it don't just give up because you're allowed to drink now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I think one thing that I really, it's not a regret, but if I could do it again, I would have stuck at playing sports. I would have done a bit of rehab. I would have, yeah. because you, it's only now that I'm playing again. I'm like, God, you only get a few years of it. Like, you mm -hmm. know? yeah. Uh, but maybe also like, you know, just learn music theory. That will really help you. You know, that well, I think good. you've done pretty well, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know. without <clears throat> it. No, it's it's. it would be nice to know it, though. It's one of them things of, like, it would just be such a fundamental place to sort of start every day with, like, yeah. well, at least I know where I'm going, whereas I'm just like, no, no, no. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, that'd be the two things. Awesome. Do you have any of them? Do you ever, like, if you could go back and tell yourself? I actually did one of this before. This you is where I actually got the idea from. Um, so before. before we went to the Euros in the summer, um, UEFA asked me to write a letter, like physically write a letter to myself if I were like 10 years old right. that I would want to read. And I was like, what the hell like, am I going to say? Like, I don't know. And it was just kind of like, I suppose for me, I suppose really different, but like I was chasing a dream when I was mm. a kid that didn't exist. So it was oh, kind of like, because being a professional, like, it just mm. wasn't possible. Mm. So it was kind of like, if I were to tell myself then, it's like, just believe in it and, and, and back yourself. Just like put everything in 
whatever it is, it doesn't have to be football. Like mm. if I was to tell anybody else to do anything, it's like put everything into whatever it is you want to do. And then if you make it, great. But if you don't, at least, you know, you've given everything. And I think that's just a solid piece of advice that I would give to anyone sort of thing. So that's kind of like the way I went on that narrative. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was like kind of a cool way to think like it would have been nice if I was young and I had somebody to tell me that sort of thing because I had no female role models and things yeah. like that because it didn't exist. So I just kind of made it up as I went along and luckily it just worked out. It became one. You know, it's just one of them things. So it's where I kind of got the little idea of, oh, I wonder what the guests would sort of yeah. say. What about you? What would you say? I think I would probably say that, like, just when it comes to everybody talks about, you have to have goals and you have to have, like, this point that you're always striving towards. But, like, that that doesn't really, like, no. matter. No, not it's really. It's going to change so much. Daily. You know, <laughs> daily, yeah. <laughs> what you thought you were aiming towards. And, yeah, everybody thinks that you have to kind of have this big thing that you're striving towards. And every day is aimed towards that. Um, and, and that you don't. Not that you just kind of drift through life, you know, sort of aimlessly. Yeah. But that you're, you're just willing to... Willing to adapt, and you don't always have to be driven by this one single thing, you know. Yeah. And that your life will be so much broader, um, because of that, you know. If you yeah. take your focus off of that, and you're able to open yourself up to so many other things, and so many other people and relationships, and you know, if you're so closed off to just this one thing, then you will miss, you know, so much of what um else is around you. Well, that's it. Life's not scripted, is it? I mean, no. it's like this podcast. We just started talking and sure look, it's great. <laughs> Had a good time slagging off social media. And, <laughs> and now Ryan's going to be so inspired that he's going to write his whole new album on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's going to be called Born and Bread. There's got to be a song called Born and Bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Well, Ryan, honestly, thank you so much for jumping no, on no, the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for it. This is the kick up the ass that I needed. So thanks for inviting me along. Oh, yeah. yeah, and honestly, like, we can't wait to sort of see what's next for you. Yeah, Simone <laughs> has a, has tried how many times to see like, you Honestly, like, it's I, something always comes up. And it's, it's just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just not meant to ever see Ryan sing live, <laughs> ever. Like, just any time, like, I can't get home for it or, like, just something happens, you know? Maybe that's a good thing, like, living the mystery of it because as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as you see it, you'll go, oh, fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, like, it's, like, just one of my, like, many ambitions in life. I, I, this will happen. Right. Where I'll actually get to see you yeah. sing live. So, can't, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait to hear it. Well, when I'm on tour, I'll let, well, you'll see when I'm going on tour and just let me know. That's it, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Can't wait. But, no, in all seriousness, we wish you all the best. Right, cheers. Thank you, you for... That's great. ...for coming on. And, um, yeah, all the best for 2023. Cheers. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. To sign up to our Patreon, visit the link in our bios on our social media pages.